So I feel like I think on Anchor you can like make your own like they have uh, copyright free songs, but I think I should like make our own jingle. Mm. And it'll just be like do 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 do. It's a podcast like Nickelodeon. Mm. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the inaugural episode of I Love It Here, I Hate It Here with yours truly. My name is Steven and I'm joined by my friend Connor. Hey. <laughs> and this is the like 80th iteration of us trying to do a podcast. We've been wanting to do this for like the last four years and we've tried it with very dis- different people in different settings, different topics. And we are the lone two survivors because we're the ones that like actually like to hear ourselves talk. Uh, I like to interject here and say that I absolutely do not like to hear myself talk, but I will do this. Yeah. So as somebody who has like a hundred videos of himself playing video games on YouTube, yes, I hate editing and hearing my own voice, but we're not doing this for us. We're doing it for you, the people. And today is November 8th of 2020. And some good news came out yesterday and some bad news came out today. So I'm assuming, assuming, I'm assuming that everyone knows the good news of yesterday, depending on where you lie politically. But the sad news today is that Alex Trebek succumbed to his, succumbed, succumbed to his illness of pancreatic cancer, which is probably, I mean, all cancer is awful. But you could argue that pancreatic cancer is probably the worst because it just totally destroys your entire body, as does most cancer. So I was not like a huge Jeopardy watcher but it's hard not to see the impact that he left on like television itself. Like everyone wants to be Alex Trebek and he was kind of like the Mr. Rogers of game shows because he just had that warm, like comforting feeling about himself. And there was like a lot of clips on Twitter of him being super personal and kind to the people that were like the contestants on the show. So it just kind of sucks when somebody that is awesome goes through something so awful. Yes, 36 years, 8,200 episodes of the same syndicated program uh, is, is a world record that I don't know if it'll ever be beat, really. I mean, with YouTube and everything, maybe somebody will, will beat it with a claim in the future, but nothing uh, will, you know, I don't think anybody's going to come close to like the same level of, um, you know, uh, noteworthiness or, or they won't be as much of an icon certainly as, as Alex Trebek was. He's he's definitely gonna be missed. Grew up watching him a lot. And uh yeah, won't be the same without him. Definitely. Yeah, so is Alex Trebek would you place him like obviously he's not on the TV like Mount Rushmore of TV personalities. Like it's gotta be him, um Mr. Snooki. Rogers. Snooky. So uh we have we have Mr. Rogers, Alex Trebek, Snooky, who's the fourth one? Oh, I mean, if we're we going, can't, we can't keep Snooki on the list. <laughs> okay, um, so you know how Mount Rushmore, like, David one and, like the yeah, I think that that'd be a solid yeah. one. But like, so, with, yeah, continue. I was gonna say is like with Mount Rushmore, like the real one. I've never been to it. Is that North or South Dakota? Isn't all Dakota the same? It's South Dakota, <laughs> and um, apparently there's like a you know there's obviously the I don't know the size of a mountain or whatever is where the faces are carved, but I, I yeah. would put, um, I think there's like a little wooden overhang or uh, observation deck. Right. And I think somebody would carve Snooky's face into one of the railings 
<laughs> of the observation deck. And if you took your camera at the right angle, you could get the actual Mount Rushmore with Snooky in that. So That's what I meant by. She's the fifth head on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yes, but uh, she's like, she's like a mile away in on a small piece of wood. I just want you to know um, I hated everything about that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, so wait, hold on. We have uh, Mr. Rogers, Alex Trebek, David Letterman. So this is very much with the theme of the existing um, Mount Rushmore, and it's just white guys. Maybe, maybe Oprah. Yeah, Oprah could be on there. Not um, Doctor Phil. No, not Doctor <laughs> Phil. Um, you know, I feel. I'm trying to think. Like, I feel, to, Oprah. To I feel like I feel like Oprah deserves a spot on Mount Rushmore of television, like hosts. To you she's and done, me, done a lot, yeah. To you and me, I think David Letterman means a lot. But I think if we're talking all-time TV, I think Johnny Carson probably would get it over David Letterman. Because mm-hmm. I think he was like the first, like, he, he, I think he kind of invented the format of the late-night television show. Yeah, he like was the dude. Show. Like he was, he was like, I listen to Conan O'Brien's talk show or podcast, and like he has a bunch of comedians on, and they always talk about how, like, getting on uh, his show, not Conan's show, but um, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson's show is that that means that you, you made it, and then if he invited you to the couch, that means that you really made it because you got to sit down and chat with him. Hmm. And I think that Ellen was on an episode and she talked about getting invited to the couch, like in her first uh, like time on Johnny Carson. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I'm sure it was huge. So we're killing David Letterman and putting Johnny Carson on. So Carson, Oprah, Trebek, and Mr. Rogers. I think that's a good list. Like Oprah, like Trebek will be there asking like questions. People can guess what the answers are. Mr. Rogers will be there being like, hey, I'm Mr. Rogers. I am old and cute. And then Oprah's out there just like giving away Lamborghinis to people. Like, you get a Lambo, you get a Lambo, you mm-hmm. get a Lambo. And then we have Johnny Carson, who's just being Johnny Carson with this couch. Yeah, I wonder how far we are from... I'm trying to think who... Like, I think Mr. Rogers is a good one. I wonder if he would ever fall off. And I'm just hypothetically, like, how much longer does Steve Harvey have to keep working until he's on this this Mount Rushmore of TV cuz the man had his own sitcom show he hosted you know he still hosts like family feud and some other game shows yeah and he he had uh in kind of a meme worthy moment when he announced the wrong winner of the Miss Universe <laughs> pageant a few years ago oh yeah and then even closer he had like that awesome uh uh, moment at the New Year's Rockin' Eve thing where Gronk spikes a Lego replica of Steve Harvey <laughs> and Steve Harvey reacts in the perfect way. Like he's, he's not so looking at this giant buffoon <laughs> and being like, oh, he's a Super Bowl champion. He can get with get away with what he with whatever he wants. He doesn't. He calls him out on it. And he tells him to get off, you know, his set. And that's that's great. I mean, it would have been better if you pushed Gronk off that platform because he was just right, being an idiot. Yeah. But I think Steve Harvey, it has to be in like the conversation for top um, television personalities. Yeah. Just, just because of that, like the simple fact that he has all those moments and all that success. Shouts out to Steve Harvey. Yeah, he definitely is a worker. Like he is one of those people that 
Like he's just always everywhere. Do you think, uh, how far do you think we are, by the way, from, you know, with Disney making all the live action remakes of their animated properties? Um, do you think Steve Harvey will be cast as Mr. Potato Head in the Toy Story remake? <laughs> the live action of Toy Story? The live action Toy Story remake. Because, you know, Disney's just like right. kind of running out of ideas, I feel. Yeah. Um, no, I, I get it. So, so I don't know if I'm going to keep this part in the podcast. No, no, probably not. But are the sex toys in the Toy Story world real? <laughs> they are. Okay, they definitely okay. are. Okay. It had to be asked. Um, yeah, so Alex Trebek passed away, and that kind of sucks a lot. Um, just another milestone in the suckery that is uh, 2020 with everything going on. Just put put like an exclamation point on there, and we still have a month and a half left of this joyous occasion. Um, yeah, so I guess the how we're gonna break down these episodes in case people are curious is that there is no there's no real like topic, I guess, like we're not a movie podcast and we're not a political podcast and we're not a sports podcast. We're kind of just an us podcast, which is so original in the podcasting sphere. And so I love it. I hate it is the title of the podcast, obviously. So each week, I think we're going to do these weekly each week. We're going to each bring like three things to the table for each of those. So I'll bring three things I love and three things I hate of this week. And Connor will do the same. And then we'll kind of just discuss them mildly here and there. And then we will like have a mailbag at the end. So if you want you can email us at I love it here, I hate it here at gmail.com and we will answer your questions and everything. So if you have questions, you know, make sure to like mostly make them appropriate. You know, I'm not trying to, um, you know, answer some suggestive questions. So if it's an intellectual question, because we're both intellectuals and smart people, like my IQ is like an 82, you know? Is 82 good? I don't think it is. I truthfully don't know. Uh, I feel on. like I feel like I've heard 140 or 150 is pretty good. So I'd imagine 80 is not good. We're doing a live. This is a live fact check. 82 is 82 IQ good. 82 IQ is well below is well below average. So yeah. So don't ask us intellectual questions because we will fail. So just to start it off, um, I guess I'll go first with my love it here and I hate it here. Have you heard of this thing called Music League? Music League or Music Lee, like the app? Music League, L-E-A-G-U-E. No, I haven't. So my friend Kaylee and her girlfriend Alexa created this like, so it's a thing. It's like a contest each time you do it. So Music League. You get somebody's email and you send them an invite to the league. So it's like me, uh, my friend Cambria, Alexa, and Kaylee. So there's five of us and we're each in this like league and the creator of it. So Kaylee gets to make like all these different categories. So we have like summer songs, winter songs, best covers of songs, like best acoustic song and so forth. So you have like all these topics and you can create the topics yourself. So each person submits through Spotify the song that they like. So for best summer song i did feels like summer by childish gambino and so you submit the leak and then musically creates the playlist for you and emails it to you in spotify so the five songs you get to listen to them and pick your favorite one 
And since there's five of us, each of us gets five total votes, but you can't vote for yourself. And you just like, it's kind of like a Reddit where you upvote the song that you like the most. So it's like a contest to see who submits the best song each week. Mm. And you can like do it forever. So we're on like our 80th category. That's um, not correct, but that's what I love. So I love it here because Music League like allows you to listen to more diverse music. And I hate it here because I'm not kidding you. I am in last place by 80 points. No. I am getting absolutely annihilated. That is... And and I hate it here. I get so mad because I'm like, oh, this song is going to kill it. And I get like two points. So it feels like Summer is my best one. I got nine points and I came in first by four points. So I'm like, you know, I'm I'm on that high, you know? I'm like so glad that I won. I like that. I do like that song, but I... How is that? How is that like that big of a number one word? Like, what's I don't I don't understand the scoring for this. I'm just mad. I'm 80 points out of first place. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a so the scoring one. is like you just click. So I got nine points points. So like two people clicked it up twice. So that's eight points. And somebody clicked it again or something like that. So you're like voting. It's like tier based voting. So say you submit. Feels like summer. I submit. Miss New Booty, and mm. somebody else submits um, Pony by Genuine, and I vote your song twice, but I don't vote Genuine or whatever. So it's just like a, you get to vote on what song you like most is what I'm saying. It's like ranked-based voting. Does everybody get to see, you know, whose song, like what? Yes, who- yeah. So you can add a comment to the song that you're voting on if you want, but at the end of, once the round is all done and all five people voted, you get to see who submitted what song. So we have like a Facebook group going on, Facebook chat, and we're talking about, oh, I bet you this person submitted this song and blah, blah, blah. And then it's just me complaining about being in last all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So yeah, I hate it here and I love it here because of Music League. I love it because it's a cool, unique thing where people can just submit songs that they want, but I also hate it here because I'm getting my butt beaten in and I'm not Mm. okay with it. All right, it's your turn. I give up. Uh, so we're both in mid Michigan. It's November 8th. And, uh, my love it here is it's 71 degrees out right now. Yes. I just went, I just went and, uh, did some raking of leaves in my, my family's yard, uh, wearing a t-shirt in flip flops. And so that's my love it here is it's like really nice out. Did you have pants on or were you just in a t-shirt and flip flops? I, I had, I had pants on. Yep. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Do I currently have pants on? <laughs> we don't know. But yeah. I will say that I hate it here because like in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, this is unseasonably warm. Um, you know, we've had pretty low snow levels, I think, in recent winters. And it's just a reminder, you know, that um, global warming, kind of uh, kind of shitty. Yeah, definitely. Because you're like, hey, around this time, like, 10 years ago probably would have had some snow on the ground but now it's like 72 degrees and i walked around the block in shorts and a t-shirt it's like even next week i'm thinking it's supposed to be in the 50s still it's like on i don't know the planet is killing itself and we're just rocking in our shorts and tees bro (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's you know, another perk, I guess another love it of the global warming phenomenon is the fact that uh, 
since the polar ice caps are melting and raising sea levels, um, we're probably just like a few, um, we're probably just a couple millennia away from Michigan being like, uh, like oceanfront property. So yeah, so Michigan being oceanfront property could, like I, if I buy a house right now, I could get some good value return on that. But then again, are we also like imagining 300 million, 350 million plus people all living in Michigan? <laughs> like looking uh, at each other? No, I think what it'll end up being is we, well, not we, because we're going to be long, long, long gone. You'll be this dead. But the, God bless, the Michiganders will um, erect, you know, kind of like large walls. Um, and like more of a dome. It's like the Simpsons movie where there's like a dome around, <laughs> around the city. We're going to do that for the state. Okay, I gotcha. Okay, I mean, I'm down. I'm down with that. I mean, my corpse will be somewhere, and either underwater or not. I don't know where it will. No, be. No, because if we get buried, if we get buried here, we're gonna be the only place that's not underwater. That's true. But then again, we'll be dead. I'll be like, what am I drowning? I don't think you can die once you drown, or you can't. You can't drown <laughs> once you die. That's what I meant. Look, I don't know if you know things about death, but who knows what happens. I'm just going to leave it at that. You could die and then you could drown. I'm just saying. We don't know. I'll leave it at that. So uh, my second um, love it here, hate it here is going to go with the hate it here first. The Detroit Lions. Yuck. It is absolutely agonizing to watch your hometown team be absolutely terrible for your whole entire life. It's painful that I can predict what plays they're going to be doing before they even hike the ball. And it's like, if you want to excel for greatness, be better. <laughs> Just be better at football. And you know me, I'm a fantastic couch coach. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I thrive with hindsight. And that's where I, that's where I excel. I'm like, you know... On this play, you probably should have done this instead. And that's like two hours after the fact. But it's like, I know these things because I'm a couch coach and I get all the angles. So I know what's going on at all times. And that's why I would be a better coach. On the other hand, I love it here. Hamilton. Have you seen Hamilton on Disney Plus? So I've listened to the soundtrack. All the way through, probably not even joking, like 18 times. Um and I've seen the first third. No, actually, I've seen no. I've seen the first act. I've seen. Um, okay. Yeah, I saw the first act on Disney Plus. Really liked it. I thought wow. some of the. It's it's it's. I'm not much of like a. I'm gonna read this book and then go see the movie adaptation. Um. So the closest I came was like listening to the. This- I just I want it to be known that you've seen the first like act of Hamilton, right? Yeah, I, I I liked it a lot. And my previous hate it was that the Lions suck. And they just threw an interception while you're talking about uh, the first act. So, like, usually when I'm feeling down and depressed, shout out mental illness, I listen to the Hamilton playlist and it just makes me so much happier. Like, it's so good. And I'm still so blown away by how fantastic it is. Which, which do you have a favorite song or two songs or three songs? I like Dear Theodosia. Okay. Which is probably my favorite song. But I also really enjoy I want to make sure I get the title right. You'll be back. Uh by oh, 
with King uh, George. Yeah, yeah. It's just all so good, dude. It's like I want to watch it all the time, and you need to watch it, and you need to finish it, and that's all I'm going to say because the cabinet battles are fantastic. Um, dude, what do you think of Wait for It? Good. Wait for It's good. Helpless, satisfied. Okay. History has its eyes on you, dude. Oh my god. I feel like you'll never be satisfied as me because he's always writing and never like satisfied. And I'm like, huh. As a writer, TM, that is like what I am. Like I'm never satisfied with my writing, and that's gonna stamp that trademark on my forehead. So my I did a, I did a hashtag, but we're not a visual podcast, so nobody could see me do hashtag for trademark when I said TM. That's my hands making the hashtag. But um, yeah, so it's just so good. That's all. You need to watch it. Lane Manuel Miranda. I don't know how his brain created this thing. That's one thing that like I'm stuck on with things like Harry Potter, Star Wars, Game of Thrones. These are all fantasy stuff, but this all came from like one person's brain. J.K. Rowling, George Lucas, George R.R. R. Martin, and then Lin-Manuel Miranda is just creating this thing. And like the creativity of humans is just mind boggling. It yeah, is that's incredible. It. That's it. That's all. Um, what's your uh, love it, hate it for number two? So my love it is um, there's this there's this like little hamlet um, in Kentucky called Rabbit Hash. I guess like a hamlet's kind of like a township or a borough or something. So not the Shakespeare play. No, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's like a town, I guess, not a Shakespeare play. Okay. And um, uh, they um, they elected a, a French bulldog named Wilbur okay. as mayor of Rabbit Hash, Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. Okay. So that's that's my love it here. Um, yeah, I mean, we love a dog mayor. My hate it here is that um, um, this the senator from the state of Kentucky, Mitch McConnell. Um, the turtle man is uh, is is questioning this dog citizenship um, because it doesn't have a certificate. <laughs> I actually thought that that's a legitimate thing. And now a brief word from our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Members Mark Peanut Butter Pretzels. There is on the back of the container a serving size that says 10, but I know for a fact that if you eat more than 10 in one sitting, nothing bad will happen to you. You can eat 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. You can eat as many as you want and nothing bad will ever happen to you. Have you ever heard of somebody overdosing on Members Mark peanut butter pretzels? No, you haven't because it's not possible. You can eat as many as you want. They're so tasty. They're so crispy. They're so clean. And who doesn't want their pretzels to be clean, right? And for all you new subscribers out there, you will be receiving in the mail one free container of Members Mark peanut butter pretzels. That's right, one brand new free container Members Mark peanut butter pretzels right to your doorstep. Step. Stop? Doorstep? Well, yeah, the door's not stopping, so. Which is funny because my hate it was actually about Mitch McConnell getting reelected. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of the worst news I've had in a long time. It's like you have not to like completely rip on Kentucky, but 
they're like not at the top tier of like education and income and all that stuff. And they're just like actively voting against their best interest by voting people like Mitch McConnell, who doesn't care about literally anything. (laughs) Yeah, my main thing is, I don't know if it was 2010 or 11 or what year exactly it was, but somebody asked him, like, what's what's your main political goal? Like, what's your main goal as senator of Kentucky? And he said something to the effect of the main goal of of myself and the Republican Party is to make Barack Obama a one term president. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't even like to work together with him or try to make advancements in any area. Yeah, it was to get rid of him. And uh, I don't know, that just seems like the exact thing people hate about politics. And he's the exact personification of it. Yeah, he's like the exemplary version of everything that's wrong with politics. He's a greasy slime ball who is an old white dude who doesn't do anything for anyone ever. And all he does is just act in the best interest of like political party and not in the best interest of his people. And it really shows because Kentucky has not been thriving as of late. I don't know if anyone has noticed, but it's not like they're kicking ass in education or anything like that. They got a good basketball team, good college basketball team. I mean, they have that going for them, but is there even basketball going to be played without basketball? What is Kentucky other than, a horse racing place. Jack Harlow's home. Yeah, that's true. We did get some Jack Harlow, who is moving up there in my list. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it now. He is in my top, he's definitely a top five current. Yeah, dude, he is just <laughs> killing everything. Did you listen to Hero? Tyler Hero? Yeah, dude. Tyler Hero, yeah. also top five anything, killing everything. That song is surprisingly good um all right whatever i don't i want to get into the whole thing but yeah jack harlow is a bright spot in kentucky currently uh yeah. mcconnell is a dark spot that'll be there for at least another six years so yep. what's popping his freaking bank account <sighs> so my love it my final love it is going to actually be so we did a few mock recordings of podcasts the other day and for whatever reason i went on a tangent about this and it was sparked because Connor, I told Connor that I was, I voted multiple times as old ladies. So I was saying like, I voted as Sylvia Plath and Gertrude Stein, Toni Morrison, which are all like top tier literature icons over the span of history. And then I just started talking about this short story I read. Shout out to Dr. Rich for making us read this called The Yellow Wallpaper by Charlotte Perkins Gilman, which kind of focuses on. It's like an unnamed, like the perspective is from an unnamed woman in, I think it was written in 1892. And the unnamed woman is kind of a representation of all women during that time period who were like beaten down by the patriarchy. And the unnamed authors, the unnamed like character's husband was a doctor, right? And so she was feeling like depressed and anxious and was going through a mental health struggle. But back then, it was called, you know, this woman is suffering from hysteria because they didn't comprehend that the brain could have these like depressions and anxieties. Instead, it was just a woman, you know, acting too emotional. She needs to go, you know, you know what would be best medication for this woman, Connor? Uh, What's that, Dr. Steven? Put her in a room. No writing. She can't write. You know, writing is very cathartic for the mind. Nope, she's not allowed to write. 
and you know she could do some yard work to get her time up nope we're not gonna let her work either instead she's gonna sit on her bed right and stare at this yellow wallpaper for hours on end Mm -hmm. which is top tier medicine like she'll be cured in no time what do you think happened uh she got better um yes and if by better you mean she loses her marbles and begins seeing that the yellow wallpaper is like moving and stuff so narrator woman what what were you gonna say i mean i I don't want to go on tangent but just losing their marbles is like one of those things where i don't understand (laughs) the significance the brain the brain's contained people think that the brain is like some gray pink whatever i'm colorblind so i don't know some is it gray whatever the color the brain is they think that it's like the spongy thing but no there's actually marbles in your brain people don't know that wow incredible thank you Continue. and so with this girl's marbles are coming out of her ears because she's losing her brain because her marbles are gone and she starts seeing the wallpaper move and the wallpaper shake so then she starts peeling the wallpaper to get the person outside because she sees a person in the wallpaper trapped and at the end of the story guess who's trapped in the wallpaper herself and it's done and i haven't fallen in love with a piece of literature like ever until I read that. And then I broke it down because Dr. Rich had you easily the hardest uh, literature class that I took in college because she just challenges you on everything. And it's so rewarding when you get it right. Like she wrote, Hey, can I keep your paper as an example for future classes? And I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Thank you. not to like brag or anything, but that went straight to your marbles. Yeah. <laughs> My marbles were just, uh, so that was like the best compliment ever. And regardless, like you can read the thing and feel like you can read the story and feel how the author is feeling while she's writing it because she also suffered from these things. She suffered from men telling her that she feels fine and it's all in her head and that, oh, if you just rest, it'll feel better. And it's when women are not being taken seriously. And even today, that still does not happen. You know, you had a president who had like, dozens of sexual assault allegations and it's like do we believe women do we not believe women which is murky within itself but you know you had to start believing women at some point especially in like the medical field like just because you're a dude doesn't mean that what a woman is feeling is oh it's no big deal especially black women there's tons of research and studies on how black women have died because of medical negligence malpractice because they're not taken seriously so yeah, that's my love. It it kind of ended on a depressing note, but um, that's why I love literature, dude. It's so good. You can create this world and this feeling, and it's so powerful because words are powerful. Yeah, that's that's beautiful, dude. Thank you. I know. Uh, I am. Well, who? Wait, sorry. Could you remind me who who wrote the yellow wallpaper? Uh, Charlotte Perkins Gilman. And then, like, you have three decades later, you have like the Lost Generation with F. Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, Ernest Hemingway, T.S. Eliot, and that's like kind of when Gertrude Stein, like they're all homies just hanging out in Paris, and they went through and endured something like Ernest Hemingway was injured in World War One. Could that have been why he was an alcoholic and drank himself to death? Mm, probably. And F. Scott Fitzgerald, same thing. He and his wife Zelda just kind of lived recklessly the whole time, though they till they also died because they had so much money. They're like, what do I do with all this money? I don't know. It's cool because literally. You know, literature is kind of just like, oh, I'm dark and depressed. Here's a story about all my sorrows. And you think of like Edgar Allan Poe, who's probably the most depressed human being of all time. 
and then it's like can be beautiful like Harry Potter with J.K. Rowling, Lord of the Rings, all that shit. That's all. I love literature, so that's my love it. Number one. And I think you have another love it, hate it, and then we'll go to our uh, mailbag. Do I love anything else? Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, it's gonna be good. No, it's it's nothing. It's like it's actually very unassuming. It's a small thing, but I I like when you were a kid and you'd be you know in the in the back seat. Your parents are driving on the highway. And you just, you, I don't know who starts it, like who teaches you at what age that this is what you do, but you come up next to a semi and you just start cranking your arm down. <laughs> I love that. Like I, I used to feel so connected to just like, it, it felt like there was like this level of society that I'd reached when I got grown men to honk their horns based on my my arm movement and i was like as a kid yeah you just you just feel like you have so much power i love when grown men would honk when i was eight years old (laughs) that that sounds weird that sounds weird but you know what i mean it's like i do yeah (laughs) and i think i think they got a kick out of it too like you never saw yeah do you ever see one who's just like grumpily like and like pulled the rope or whatever no i think they (laughs) flips off the kid (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah screw you kid do they still do that? Flip kids off or honk the horn? I know for a fact they still flip people off, but I mean, like, honking the, the horn oh, yeah. in a playful way, they still do that? Probably. I mean, I don't have a kid yet. Uh, I'll reproduce just to see if we can get a a, tr- a semi-truck to honk, okay? This will be a social experiment. But yeah, man, I just... I like that. I don't know. It's something that used to, you know... Yeah, it used to like make the drive better. Yeah, man, because those those drives just seemed like they were forever when you were a kid. Yeah, man, I hate I hated long drives as a kid. Now that I can actually drive long places, I don't mind them because I can do whatever I want. Don't you have one more hate it? Yeah, I guess kind of building off of the what we were just talking about with the you know the truck driving is like when you were a kid, like those drives just seemed like they were endless. Like if it was 20, 30, 40 minutes, it was like, are we there yet? It's like, you know, it's not even a 20, 30 minute, 40 minute drive is nothing nowadays. To me. Yeah, dude. And if you didn't have like your DS or your Game Boy back then. It's awful. Like, I remember I used to have on the Game Boy Advance, you had like shows you could watch. Like I had SpongeBob I could watch. Like I could watch episodes of SpongeBob by putting the game cartridge in the Game Boy and I could watch SpongeBob. Wow, you have to flex on me that way. Yeah, sorry. You, you know I grew up without SpongeBob and, <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> you had UPN. UPN Detroit. I grew, up, I grew up watching Martin, the Steve Harvey show, Cedric the Entertainer, dude. King and, King and Queens, King, King of Queens. King of Queens, all about it, dude. Legendary Kevin James, what's up? Um, Leah Romini, welcome back to reality. The, <laughs> I was going to say, though, it's like the point I was trying to make, like, my hate it was how time is now like when you were a kid dude summers were the bomb summers were like you could measure your life in summers yeah and now it's like (laughs) we had summer already so fast it's that whole thing of like relativity once yeah yeah. once you've experienced one summer 
then you're like, oh, then you experience two. Once you experience 24 summers, the yeah. 25th is just like, it's just a flat. But it's also like, also kind of like relativity where when you're eight years old, like that's a short span. But when you're 20, I'm about to be 26 in like a month. That's like a lot of summers, like you were saying. So that's a lesser percentage of your life up till that point. Right, right, right. So like yeah. when you're eight, one summer is like 12.5% of your life or whatever the math is. And it works in some cases. Like I find myself, you know, when I'm working, work days go by kind of quick. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, you can't turn off the speed. Like, yeah, so work days <laughs> go quickly. Weekends go quicker. Oh, yeah, it's insane. Enjoying. And you know, it's only going to get worse. Oh, thanks for that, man. That was really. Thanks for the optimism. You're welcome. <laughs> so now after uh, you just put me down into an existential crisis, um, let's do a mailbag. So uh, mail time. Here's the mail that never failed. Okay, I'm not going to actually do that. But so our first question is from me because I wrote these questions because we didn't have like an email set up or anything. So I'm going to ask these questions and we're going to answer them. All right. First one is going to be like a draft. So we'll do snake draft. So you're first, I'm second and third, you're fourth, I'm fifth. Wait, you're fourth and fifth, and then I'm sixth. Make sense? I'm on it, yeah. So we're doing best fast food restaurants. So you go first, then me twice, then you twice, then me. All right. I, I, I feel like if I'm going top of number one, I think you have to go with the king of fast food, the queen of fast food, McDonald's. Uh, they are, they kind of invented American fast food. Um, That's true. They're a worldwide brand over 99 billion, uh, people served, right? 99, they brought, they brought people back to life just to serve them a, <laughs> a McDouble and then they killed them. Uh, more people than have ever been alive throughout history have eaten McDonald's. So, and the guy from Supersize Me. Yeah, Morgan Spurlock. Shouts out to that guy. The fact that you know his name is just something that I'm not surprised by. So number two, I'm taking Wendy's. And then number three, I'm going to go back to back. I'm going to go Wendy's, number two. Then Culver's, number three. That's a that's a bold choice. Uh, uh, French fries are delicious. The butter burger like melts in your mouth. <sighs> I'll be Wendy's back. I need to go to Culver's. <laughs> Wendy's was a no-brainer. Like that. Yeah, Wendy's is top tier. Th this is how good Wendy's is. Okay, Wendy's is so good that the number one pick, the definitive number one pick, McDonald's, had to rip spicy nugs from. <laughs> it's true. When Wendy's when is setting the bar. Wendy's nuggets are untouchable. End of discussion. And there's not even a, there's not even discussion to be had. And if you're looking for nuggets that nobody should touch, go to Burger King, <laughs> where where you can get ten you can get ten nuggets for negative one dollar. They will pay you to take this chicken bullshit take off. Take this off our hands. <laughs> I was uh, I was hungover uh, two no when did I work at store forty eight? It was like three years ago. I was hungover, and it was I was at a low point in my life. Like, this is, I feel terrible. I've got, like, an eight-hour shift outside. You know, it's hot out. 
uh, sore back. It was just the worst I've ever felt. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go get ten nuggets for a buck forty nine from Burger King. And my life got infinitely worse. <laughs> I think I had three bites of whatever that is. It's not chicken. It's not meat. Uh, <laughs> they got the meats. Oh my! So Burger King. So Burger King's not your number four. Burger no, not even no. So who's uh okay? So you you got Wendy's Culver's. Yeah, I got Wendy's Culver's and your number four and number uh, five. Okay, so number four, I'm gonna go with Taco Bell. Um, the okay. fourth, the the originator of the fourth meal. Um, <laughs> you know, I I feel like there's not Baja Blast. The idea that you need three ingredients to make a, a 55 item menu is also incredible. So shouts out to Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, and then my my fifth pick, my my pick with, yeah. Right, number five. Yes, yeah, five is also known as fifth. Yeah, so number five is going to be Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay, oh, your old stomping grounds. Yeah, the Colonel stole my childhood um, <laughs> as as my first employer at the ripe age of sixteen. But yeah, KFC is is going to be my number my my you know my third pick, number five. All right, well, I'm going to steal the Colonel and I'm going to go up with Dairy Queen. The queen of all queens. I feel like you're doing some regional stuff here. Like, I think Culver's is a Midwest thing. I think Dairy Queen might be as well. I don't know. I'm just living my life, man. If I want a blizzard and they dump it upside down to see if it drops and I get a free one, I'm going to do it. Who do you think came up with that? Was there somebody in a boardroom who's like, we're going to have them flip it upside down? (laughs) And then if it drops out, free blizzard. It's probably Bill Nye. Bill Nye is a blizzard guy. Our next question is um, a good one. Does a straw have one hole or two holes? Uh, straw has one hole. But does it have two holes? Straw has two holes. <laughs> I'm a strong proponent that a straw has two holes. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, well, then what has one hole? But I guess it, like, I would consider, like, I'd consider both ends a hole. Right. Like, I know. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Because like an ear, right? You could say, oh, yeah. Well, the ear eventually goes to something else, but really, you only see the one hole. So I'm gonna say I agree. one hole. One hole. Okay, I'm two holes. You're one hole. So uh, wait, that's... no, no. I take it back. I'm two holes. Okay, you're two holes. I'm two holes. Third question is going to be, what is the worst injury that you suffered? Uh, so the the listeners might not know this, but we're hernia bros. We are hernia bros. Shouts so the, out. The worst injury I ever suffered was uh, an inguinal hernia in 2010. All right. My uh, my worst um, injury I ever suffered was a broken heart. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, my worst injury. See, the hernia didn't like actually hurt. It just felt uncomfortable. So I didn't like have an instant pain for the hernia. My worst injury was fifth grade or fifth grade when I was five years old kindergarten I was dancing to a boy band and I was in our living room which the listeners also don't know what it looks like but there's a couch and then to the right of the couch is a fireplace and a mantle and I was dancing to like the Backstreet Boys I was like everybody yeah and then I tripped over my foot and smacked my head on the fireplace and cut it open pretty well 
So that's that's my worst injury story. And I blame uh I blame boy bands. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> um, so this is going to be I guess like every podcast needs like a unique thing, quote unquote. So this is kind of ours. At the end of each episode, we'll just say we'll have like a song lyric of the week where each of us just say a song lyric with no motive behind it, like no context. There's not like a theme like, what's your favorite romantic song lyric? You're just saying a song lyric. So if you're like two chains and you're like, all I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe, that's your that's your song lyric. And my song lyric is the dog days are over. That's my song lyric. If you know, you know, Florence the Machine. I don't know why, but I recently just got into the song like within the last four months. Like for whatever reason, it just felt like a good summer song. So I would just blare that on my way home from work. And there's just something about the song that is just so powerful. And it's just a certified banger of a song. So yeah, my lyric is the dog days are over. Did you come up with a lyric? Who let the dogs out? Well, I think that that uh, concludes our inaugural uh, premiere pilot first episode of I Love It Here, I Hate It Here. Um, If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at love hate it here because Twitter only allows you to have 16 characters and I couldn't fit the whole thing on there. Instagram is I love it here, I hate it here. Facebook is I love it here, I hate it here. Gmail, if you want to send us feedback, what we can do better, topics we might want to talk about or you want us to look into, we can do that too. Or if you have mailbag questions, you can send us there as well. Um, the Gmail is I love it here, I hate it here at gmail.com. You know, we're pretty, pretty uh, uniform throughout except for Twitter because Jack, the same Jack Dorsey hates us, but it's whatever. It's fine. We're fine. Anyway, uh, thank you everyone for listening and checking us out and liking our pages and following us and supporting us and... We love you. Thanks, everybody.